Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with his good friend, Dion from Dion Talk. How you doing, buddy? Howdy. I'm doing great. Ready for round three. So this is going to be a very important video uh, because we're going to go, we're going to take somebody from zero to 90 days. And the goal is simply to write their first great offer. And I do stress the word great. Uh, the reason I want to do this is the market is changing. You have heard me talk about the slowdown. The slowdown is real. It's right in front of us. We're seeing all kinds of wackiness in the real estate market. I believe investors should only write great offers. Writing a great offer does not mean getting a deal. The seller can say no. Our job is to write great offers. You can't control the seller. So Dion, we're going to play ping pong on this topic. We're going to go from zero, meaning interest, to writing that first great offer. What would your kind of step one be? I really like that you you quantified writing a great offer doesn't mean getting your offer accepted. Correct. Because anyone can overpay. Mm -hmm. Anyone can make a mistake and waive yeah. contingencies when you shouldn't to yeah. get offers accepted. Yeah. I, I think the most successful offers I've had is when I make an offer, they take someone else's who beat me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in second position, but I get it because there's false through. Exactly. So I recently did a keynote speech at the Northwest Action Summit in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And my actual topic was the six steps to getting started in real estate. Oh, cool. And I covered financial freedom and I covered the binder strategy, which is, I think the binder strategy is why people wanted me there. But the first step when it comes to investing is the same for everybody, no matter what position you're starting in or what your goals are. And we talked about this in an earlier video today. The first step, in my opinion, for almost everybody is learning how to live on less than you make. Yeah. If you can't save money when you don't have a lot, you're not going to magically start saving money when you have a lot. Or 70% of lottery winners wouldn't file bankruptcy within three years of hitting the lottery. Exactly. Yeah. So increase income. Mm -hmm. That is over time, change companies if, if it's the best way to get a raise, uh, go for promotions develop a side hustle. Mine was literally playing things like World of Warcraft and selling things on eBay. Mm -hmm. Whatever you can generate money to save, reducing your expenses. Some call it the latte factor, cut the cable, get rid of streaming services. I house hacked and then save and invest the difference. For, for me, whether you want to get this done in 60 days, 90 days or five years, step one, learn how to save. Well, you know what, if you, if you don't mind, let's just go through your six and then I will add on top of, or give my six or whatever. Let's just, sure. so that's uh, I love that one. It was, it was huge part of our story as well. What's, what's number two. So the first one is, and the cool thing is the, the first three you can do before taking any action that involves investing. Okay. So we learn how to save because that's going to help you. If you never invest in your entire life, it's mm -hmm. going to help you if you invest, it's going to help you have just a better financial future, no matter what. Mm -hmm. The second one is to work on your credit score. The goal should be 740 or higher so that you get the best lending options. You can buy a property in the 600s with your credit score. And if you're going to house hack, I, the quicker you get on the property ladder, the better. A little bit better interest rate, you can refinance later. Mm. But the goal should be a 740. So we can be working on that before you even start investing while you're a student, while you're living with your parents, while you're figuring out what career you want. So those first two steps, when you're first starting investing are important. And at year 10, 
I'm still increasing income, decreasing expenses, saving and investing the difference, keeping my credit score above 740. So those don't change just because it's 10 years later. Mm. Okay. Step three is to pick your strategy. Yeah. You, you need, well, no, watch me get my speech wrong. <laughs> and let me, uh, a little behind the scenes info for everybody. Uh, you sent me a bunch of books. I did. And what I did during my speech is I said, I have some memory issues. And every time I lose my place, I have to give away one of these books. So oh, people were rooting for, for you me to lose up. my place. <laughs> I love right. that. You're just awesome. Happy to send you books. Um, so I, I, had it, I had it wrong. That's why I wanted to check. Okay. Step three is to figure out your options. You want to talk to a lender. Ah, yeah. And every real estate agent on the planet is going to thank you for talking to a lender before you talk to them or waste their time. Mm-hmm. Based on your debt to income, your work history, your credit score, what are your options? And sometimes your options might be a DSCR loan. Yeah, it could be. Or an asset-based or non-QM or something where they go, okay, so you've changed jobs too many times. You have a great savings, you have great income, but we can't lend based on you qualifying for this. Mm -hmm. So that lender will tell you what your options are. And and it could be, if you had $5,000 more in reserves, this is how much it amplifies how much you can borrow because everything else checks out. You just don't have a good reserve. Mm -hmm. So that lender is step three. Okay. Save, credit, lender, strategy. Okay. Now that you know your lending options, you're still saving. As you save for down payment, closing costs, immediate repairs, and reserves, your options change. As your credit gets better, you get better lending options. You now know your options with your lender and what you might need to change. So now you need to pick your strategy. Are you looking for a job? Mm. That is flipping, mm-hmm. wholesaling, real estate agent, things that are episodical. If you stop working, the money stops coming in. Mm-hmm. I am not looking for a job. So I did buy and hold. But are you in a market where you can do buy and hold? Maybe you need to invest at a difference at a distance like Millennial Mike does. He, he house hacks in Seattle, but he invests in Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So it's a brilliant strategy. Do you want to do short-term rentals? Do you want to do long-term rentals? Storage, like what strategy is going to work for you? And you need to learn the difference between, and here's the big differentiator that I don't know that I've covered on your channel before. Hmm. There are strategies and there are tactics. Yes. And I'll probably butcher this quote because I'm doing it from memory. But this is from Sun Tzu from The Art of War. Strategies, strategy without tactics is the slowest path to victory. And tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. So in real estate, our strategy is wholesale, flip, burr, buy and hold. What is the overarching idea of what we're doing? So if you're learning the burr method, and you spend a year watching bird videos, but you never narrowed down, how do I figure out after repair value and then spend a bunch of time learning that tactic? How do I get the best contractor with the best rates and learn that tactic? So the strategy is burr, the mm-hmm. tactics are the day-to-day, how do you make it work? Mm-hmm. So at some point you need to, to switch what you're studying as content from the idea, wholesaling, flipping, the burr, buy and hold too. From buy and hold, you know, it's how do I run the numbers? How do I find a tenant, screen a tenant? How do I maintain a property? How do I find a handyman? All those tactics that make the strategy work. So that was save, credit, lender, strategy. Step five, we finally talk to a lender, uh, an, an agent. This is when you find your real estate agent. You have your auto searches set up based on what your strategy is, your footprint that you're going to invest in, the type of properties. And the larger the population, the larger the density, maybe the smaller the footprint you're going for. You started with a zip code, and I think even that was a bit much, so you narrowed it down. I'm in two counties in Washington because they're kind of spread out. There's not a lot of population. 
I can handle that. A mistake would be, and you've said this on your channel before too, looking in Texas and Florida and Arizona and right. So once you talk to that agent, two things, one, something agents don't like to hear and something that agents do like to hear. The first one is I would never work with just one agent. Signing, signing an exclusivity agreement protects the agent's time if you're a home buyer. If you're gonna look at 20 houses, you're gonna to go to showings, you're gonna ask a lot of questions, that agent should protect their time and sign that agreement. As an investor, I have them set up the auto search. They never hear from me again until they send me the deal I wanna make an offer on. So the agents I've worked with are 100% on board, I'm transparent, they know there are other agents. And sometimes they'll call me, hey, did you see this deal in your auto search? Because they know, because of the second reason, why my agents want me to get the deals. The second thing, the most important thing with an agent is never negotiate down your rate. Mm. Never try to save on an agent's commission because yeah. you. this is a finite amount of people and you're going to have a reputation that's going to last decades. Yes. My agents call me to say, you have about 13 things in our last couple of searches that came up to you. Did you see the third one? Because he knew it checked off all my boxes and he knew I was most likely to make an offer, which I did. So don't, haven't heard back yet. But that agent called me, not the people who were trying to negotiate down their rates. And then step six, the final thing, run the numbers, mm -hmm. filter through deals, learn your market. This is where that 60 to 90, how to get from zero to 60 to 90 that this video was supposed to be about, mm -hmm. where we hijacked it with this, sorry. Okay, um, I love it. Is you run your deal. So I picked single family houses in my area. And then I took 60 to 90 days, a little bit longer, to learn that they don't work. Yeah. They can't, they don't cash flow. They, they, even at 100%, no financing, paid for in cash, I would get a negative yield based mm -hmm. on the way my market is. Wow. So I switched strategies to small multifamily. Mm -hmm. So that's the six steps. Awesome. So let me go back here. So I'm actually going to talk about kind of building on your step six with the what I call the ORAT rules, one rental at a time. This is, this is something I created just for myself that I actually put in my lobby of my office. So many people asked for it, I actually put it on my website. So if you want to, if you want to go get these, go get them. So what I'm trying to do with this channel, this free content, what's in the course, all this stuff is I'm trying to help people build confidence in themselves. I think a lot of people have interest, but they don't have any confidence. And then what I'm trying to do is once you have confidence and you take an action is I want to keep you in the game. So those are the two anchors I have for these seven rules. Number one, focus, establish a buy box. You're, you're so right. If you don't know your strategy, don't bother. If you don't, if you don't know the at least the city, you're, you're, you can't be in three cities. It just doesn't work. They're all different. It's just, it's just noise. So the first thing, first step everyone needs to do is get a buy box. If you're a full-time employee, I think your buy box should be so tight that you get between 20 and 40 active listings. As tight or loose as that is. That's, that's, and then, oh, by the way, you're going to be looking at that for 90 days every day, and you're going to be documenting what changes. And oh, by the way, we are in an amazing market for investors. It is changing, coming back, coming off, price drops. This is a great time. The last two years kind of sucked because everything came on and went off in a nanosecond. Number two, you must have daily discipline. This is not get six-pack abs with four-hour workout on Saturday. It doesn't work that way. It is 20 minutes a day. I don't care if it's 10 in the morning, 10 at night. I don't care if you do it in the bathroom stalls. I don't care. 
It is 20 minutes, seven days a week. If I can do it now, 22 years in a row, you can do it. If, if I could do it before the smartphone was around and I had to be connected and go on the internet to get connected to whatever the, uh, the, the internet, you can do it too. I don't want to hear any excuses. It's 20 freaking minutes. Uh, I'll stop there because I was just, I got on a rant. What do you think of the first two? Well, what I really like is that you, you talked about, you want to get the person to the confidence level so they can take action. And there's four words that if you're watching, please write these down. Confidence comes from competence. Yes. The more you look at the deals, the, the numbers, the more you go look at properties, the more you learn the area average rents, the more that you're competent in finding the area average rents, the more confident you are in your numbers as an overall. So that's why the 60 to 90 days of do the work every day, the more you become competent at each of the little tactics that makes the overarching strategy work, mm -hmm. the higher your confidence level. And the more confident you are, the more likely you are to actually take action. Absolutely, without question. Rule number three, grow your network. This is one that I have admitted in my first book I failed at, frankly. Uh, I, I thought the answer lived in Excel. I thought I was so smart that I could figure it out. And again, you got to remember, I picked a market two and a half hours away. How arrogant is that? It's it, the arrogance level that I had the first five years is beyond. It, it, it makes me almost internally sick just thinking how silly and wrong I was. Grow your network. Add two people a week. And the beauty about real estate is we all talk. Ask for referrals. It's, it is so easy to meet to, and again, if you don't want to meet them face-to-face, -face, fine, meet them on email, call them, have a, have a text, meet two people a week. What do you think? You're, I, I, I agree on growing your network and meeting people and, and telling everyone what you do. Yes. I did an interview with a gentleman about a month or two ago now where he got a property because he had $160 in his pocket. Mm. because he was in a grocery parking lot with some people that he was walking by that he kind of knows they know he was looking for real estate. Mm. So they sparked the conversation of, we have this property. We're basically trying to give away. Mm. And he said, why, what, you know, I think they settled on $20,000, but because he had 160 bucks in his pocket and they knew what he was looking to do, he was able to give them the money so they can buy their groceries. Yeah. And that cemented the deal, nice. letting everyone know what you do. That, yeah. that helps grow your network, especially when it comes to something like real estate, because the people who are in this business, our ears are always open listening for that conversation. Like, oh, are you talking about housing? Yeah, you well, just interject yourself in any conversation. Yeah. And the power of these ORAT rules is they are integrated, right? Rule number three, grow your network. You got to tell everybody your buy box. I go as far as telling new investors, it should be your signature line. I buy three or four bedroom, two bath house and 93703 between 1,250 and 1,750. Tell everyone what your buy box is. Number four, this is what I am trying to get people to do in 60 or 90 days. It's that competence, right? The tactic is the goal that I'm trying to give you. And the only goal I have for this 60 or 90 days is to learn the average deal in your buy box. Until you know average, you are not supposed to write an offer. If you are writing an offer before you know average, you are gambling and I don't approve. Once you know average, your job, let me be clear, your job in the market that is ahead of us is only to write great deals. Once you know average, a great deal for most people is two percentage points above whatever average is. That is all I want you to write, but you 
do not know what great is until you know average. So many people get this wrong. So I've been investing a little over 10 years. And for the last couple of years, I've helped a lot of people. Um, I, I explained, I'm not in your market. I can't tell you about your market. You have to study and learn your own market, yeah, right? But I just exactly. spent almost two months, it was seven weeks in Florida, where I was basically there to scuba and goof off. But <laughs> I also was looking at the market. I, I met a gentleman, Daryl, had him set up an auto search. I've been looking at these for my friends who are in Florida who are going to invest. Mm. I have over 10 years of experience. I'm financially free from real estate. I know how to run the numbers. I know how to find area average rents. The first couple of weeks when I was looking at that, the, the deals that came in those auto searches, every single one was phenomenal. I can't believe the yield you're going to get here. I can't believe the prices only, this is Florida where everybody's saying it's really expensive. Prices are less than Washington, rents are more than Washington. So like the deals are twice as good in Florida as they are in where, I'm, uh, where I invest, right? But I didn't send one of those deals, not one, to my friends. I'm still learning their market because it's not to find a good deal. I wanna find a great deal in that area, which means I need to know the area average what is average for that area and then send them the best ones to pursue. Yeah. And again, you don't take, you don't take your uh, well-earned and knowledge and expertise of Washington to Florida. That is a recipe for disaster. And so many people do it. That is why people go broke buying cheap. It's, it's nuts. All right. I got, uh, what do I got? Three more. I want to be very clear again, confidence, and I want to keep you going. So number five, bad things will happen. People will disappoint you. Stuff will break. People will ghost you. It, it happens. Uh, learn the lesson, right? Change the procedure or the process or whatever. And then just pick, you know, just stand up and keep moving forward. Thoughts? Well, I know bad things will happen. A lot of new investors have these two fears. What if I have a vacant unit? And we know that that's not really the right fear that we think you should have. It's how much lower might I have to make the rent to get a tenant? It's never going to be how long is it vacant? And the second thing is, what if someone trashes my unit? I've had it happen. And, and my brother educated me when I first started investing in real estate. First told me I was stupid because I was getting mortgages. Um, who's laughing now? Yeah. But, <laughs> but he said, look, everyone is going to trash every unit you have. You plan for it. You plan on having to do drywall. You have, plan on having to replace plumbing pipes because they put cement down it. You plan on anything you can imagine happening. And when you get there and you're like, wow, I, I only had to spend $500. This is amazing. Like you feel good because it wasn't as bad as you were expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally get it. So I'll give you two more as we wrap this one up. Number six, this one was really, Dion, when I was putting this together, I, this is the one that clicked and I gave you credit for mentally. This is a five to 10 year commitment. Get rich for sure, not quick, right? You always talk about making work optional in 10 years. This number six was a shout out to you and your mentorship and leadership. And then number seven, this is something a lot of you aren't doing and you need to. You need to audit your personal network. Are your friends helping or hurting you? A lot of you, a lot of you want to go down this path to a better financial future. And it Back to Dion's point number one, got to live below your means. That is going to piss off a lot of your friends. Oh, you're changing. Oh, you can't go out with me. You were so much more fun before. F them. You are on a different journey now. Some of those people needs to go and you need to get new friends. That's one of the reasons I love the Facebook group that we're both a part of, both the private one and the three amigos, because we can 
we can stay positive. We can be around people doing the work, doing the right thing. So uh, those are my seven ORAT rules. If you want to get these, you can get them for as little as 10 bucks on my website or get a whole big old picture for like 60 bucks or something. I don't know, but they're there. I like the audit your network part. Um, for a long time, I said, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Yeah. And then at the Northwest Action Summit, the guy who put it together, it was, Kurt and Jennifer put it together, but Kurt goes in, in, in one of his talks, um, you can't change your friends, but you can change your friends. Like, yeah. that's a nice shorter way of saying it. I liked it. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to eliminate the friends. Some of them need to go, people. But right. Anyway. <laughs> so you might have friends that you keep, but you might have friends who are just negative. Toxic. I mean, I, I have a friend. Probably one of my longest is the big difference between knowing somebody a long time and a long time ago, but we were literally in the Marines together right out of high school. And so okay. we've known each other, been to combat together. We've been roommates together. He helped me as my kid for like one a year when I went through my first divorce. Mm. Great friend. He worked as a mortgage underwriter. Yep. He purchased a, a condo in a fourplex, yep. sold it a year later, like 10 years ago made $150,000. So you think this is somebody who's been exposed to the industry who would understand investing. Absolutely. For the last 10 years has told me everything I'm doing is wrong ah! and had a million reasons why he can't do what I'm doing. Oh, I'm not eliminating him, but I have him blocked on social media. I have him blocked on my YouTube channel. I, I see the guy like once a week, like we go for a guide date, you know, like go watch mm -hmm. a movie or whatever. Um, little alcohol but i don't talk finance with him yeah you've at exactly. all yeah I, I have i have now come i think i got this from ed Milet, i believe basically he had this notion and if it wasn't ed Milet, i apologize it's just what i remember he talks about battery chargers right you you got to get around people that charge you because again this is hard right we're talking about a five to ten year journey we're talking about bad things happen we're talking about 20 minutes a day all of the right meeting two new people maybe you're an introvert you got to have people that motivate you. That's one of the biggest surprises of, of now helping thousands of people get started and actually close deals is our private Facebook group. I admit every time asked that I created it as a FAQ. I created that group to help me answer common questions once. And then I point at them. I didn't appreciate just how awesome the group was, how many people would share wins, ask questions, network. Um, the fact, I think it's 1500 people now. It's just, yeah, you, you've got to be around other people that are positive. And sometimes that means you need to cut out others. And the last thing I will say is I've probably adjusted my closest friends three or four times as I was on this journey, right? The people that I had when I had seven or eight houses were not the ones that I had when I had 80 units and not the ones I had when we were free. And then not the ones I had when I retired, right? It changes. So this is, this is a constant rule. Number seven is probably the most important one. Once you get going, because everything else becomes a habit, you've got to keep on number seven. So, um, Dion, where can people find you right here on YouTube? Dion talk financial freedom Thursdays, part of the three amigos, yeah. which is my circle of people that I use to keep me motivated. Yeah. Me and I'm going to rely on that heavily. Uh, if, and when maybe tomorrow I stop working. And have to readjust the people that I'm going to spend most of my time with. Amen. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you pitching in. Uh, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful Friday. I almost Thanks. forgot what day it was. Bye.